Asian ho, you've scored a goal in a Stoke City kit. Asian ho, you need to know it's not your fault, wish it. This isn't what you signed up for going to League One. You need to keep your head up more. In the summer you'll be gone Beijing Ho, you've scored a goal In a Stoke City kit Beijing Ho, you need to know It's not your fault, wish it I'm glad you're starting for the side From Sunderland to the Den he shouldn't play you out wide, cause trust me you're a ten. Beijing Ho, you scored a goal in a Stoke City kit. Beijing Ho, you need to know, it's not your fault, wish it. Don't go back to Korea. You already live in my soul But there's nothing left to fear Because babe, you've scored a goal Arise ye stokies from ye slumber Arise ye prisoners of coats For under his reign six years of blunder Have left us in the depths remote Good afternoon, evening, morning Whenever you're listening to the Wizards of Drivel podcast My name is Chris and to discuss the ongoing, well, it's not a disaster, is it? It's not a disaster at Stoke because there's worse things that can happen, worse things that will happen. Those Stoke fans have no idea whatsoever what happened at Stalingrad, do they, Dave? How are you? <laughs> Very well, thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's uh, no, there's you know, worse things happen at sea. Um, <laughs> better things happen at sea as well some people have a lovely time at sea but uh I, you know uh, it's always good to start a podcast off with a reference to an ongoing twitter discussion that maybe 30 fans will have seen um but the context of which being some people were quite annoyed about the state of, of stoke city um however one twitter user in an ongoing state of contrarianism uh said that took issue with someone using the word disaster um, and said, no, here are some real life disasters. Um, it's nothing like those. And it's like, well, yeah, true. This, You know what? You're right. A football this club is the, <laughs> going down this to is, League One. Yeah, it's not the same, is it? It's not the same as, as, yeah. as the Titanic. It's not the same. Absolutely. But... Having said that, <laughs> a sizable proportion of our fan base still refer to getting relegated from the top flight in 1985 as the Holocaust season. So, you know, I, I, I'm not saying Stoke fans are prone to melodrama, but, mm. you know, well, maybe there this we go. Is it. And maybe everyone is just being melodramatic because it was another Stoke City loss yesterday um, away to Cardiff. Um, 2-1. Positives, uh, a nice little penalty thing for for Bay, who scored. No, uh, it wasn't no. a penalty. You got you got you got hoaxed. You've been hoodwinked. By, uh, <laughs> that by was a, what several 
That was what Several the Flash apps. thing said. Yes. It was it was it an wasn't, actual goal. An actual goal act- from open play. Surely suspicions should have been aroused when you saw that we'd scored a penalty. That, <laughs> that, was, that was the dead giveaway. Well, I was, I was, yes, I was, I was testing the listener. Obviously, I've clearly seen the football match and know everything that happened in it. Obviously, um, <laughs> but that's nice. Um, the rest of it is not so nice. Um, we are now in the bottom three. Um, things did not go our way in other results. There are, you know, there's still uh, a handful of games remaining in the season. There is every possibility that Stoke do turn it around. But you would, you would feel if you were like me and a cynical person that uh, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> this group, this this club, is one that seems bereft of fight, even with a new interim technical director in place. I don't know where to begin, Dave. Um, this Cardiff game weren't very good, but we haven't played very good in a lot of matches recently. Um, but the club is a bit of a mess, isn't it? Ricky Martin, of course, left midweek uh, to be replaced by uh, fan favourite John Walters. Um, hmm. where do where do you want to begin? Where do you want to chat? Um, well, we can begin with the Ricky Martin uh situation, which um. Very, very odd in that it came about, it was midweek this week, wasn't it? And it it just seemed to kind of come as a result of a lot of people getting angry on Twitter that he was still in a job and then he was out of a job. Um, I would say that it is a good thing that he's gone. But again, like with every kind of... uh, change around in personnel we have it always speaks to a bigger problem and the bigger problem being of course that it's uh shown a lack of uh foresight and joined up thinking at the top level of the club which has been an ongoing problem for years and we've been speaking about this on the podcast now with Ricky Martin you've got the fantastic and totally normal situation of him being an appointee of Alex Neal who <laughs> He fired because he wasn't good enough. So I don't know what it said about his role that he was fired by the guy who hired him. Um, <laughs> that's That doesn't happen in many workplaces, I've got to say. Mm. That's slightly bizarre. Um, I mean, his legacy will be sort of uh, a squad overhaul that uh, has left us in the bottom three with 12 games to go. Um whatever attributes he had as a technical director were certainly not apparent this season. Um, And he's, he's been sort of, he's, he's been the fall guy for our recruitment failure um, during the summer, which I guess he'd feel a little bit aggrieved by, you know, he probably didn't handpick every single player and he certainly didn't pick them and tell them where to play and tell them how to play and all the rest of it. I, I, I guess he'd probably feel a little bit frustrated at that. Um, or then again, Alex Neal might, might feel frustrated about, you know, him getting some players he didn't consider mm. quite good enough. But then again, you know, he was the guy responsible for picking them and playing them and motivating them. And then you can say, oh, then that leaves Jared Dublin as the third guy, quote unquote, responsible for it. And then then you think, okay, 
that, that might make some sense. But then you think, actually, was he just not like finding players on his laptop and recommending them? Like he, he again did not pick, play, sign, or mm. uh, motivate them. Um, and so again, it comes back to it being a mess. Um, I, I, you know, we as Stoke fans love Johnny Walters. Um, uh, as a as a technical director, I. It's just to placate the fans' appointment, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's 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 no more than that. If that's something they genuinely see as a long term option, then I would consider that very very surprising and a little bit unsettling. What what the best guy for the job happens to be a former <laughs> sort of you know cult hero, recent yeah. legend, however you'd want to describe him. That's very convenient. It's, if so, yeah, I feel like it's quite easy to 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 make us as a fan base quite happy because by appointing fan favorite like John Walters, you instantly get the, well, he knows the club. He knows what we were after. He knows the type of person that is suitable for this club. He knows what we, what the, what the fans at Stoke want. And it comes back to the thing we said a few weeks ago, where you just need to throw grit, determination, running through walls. Um, but that's, but that's not, yeah. And some and some people will be happy with that, um, but it's <laughs> it, the, yeah the, yeah it I I don't I do not think Johnny Walters can save what is essentially a very rotten foundation of of a club mm. because I I agree I think that we wanted a whole summer the whole a whole overhaul of players or oh, did we i suppose we did um and we got it in the summer the players that have come in i would even argue do you know what like ev- i've seen a lot of people say they're not they're not good they're we 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 recruited poorly and i reckon about let's go 75% of this team if you put it in a different team they would play better because i purely mm. i i just believe like I think the players are good enough. I just think that we have a a atmosphere at the club that is uh just just builds a a horrible set of circumstances, right? Like yeah, I mean um on the on the what was thing just finally like mm. he had the amazing attributes he had as a player they can't have any bearing on the current team. They, they they just simply can't. He's the technical director. If he was a coach, he'd have more impact. Um, sort of tech, you know, technically, I guess, uh, than it, it, as a technical director. Um, yes. Um, now looking at the Cardiff game in isolation, which you should you should never do, really. <laughs> you you, I I would not say any of those players didn't try. I think I think I'm past the point of trying to argue about uh, who who gives a toss and who doesn't and who's not trying and working hard enough and who doesn't. I mean, yeah, you can point fingers at some players and there's some players who obviously are, have stood out as being better than others. But I thought that Cardiff game was a classic example of Stoke being bad, not because they weren't trying hard, but because they were making the same basic mistakes and suffering from the same... Um, lack of cohesion in their approach play that has been a problem for a long, long time. Um, that obviously is a much, much uh, more endemic problem than Stephen Schumacher. Again, 
but I don't think Schumacher's helped himself in the last few weeks by making six changes at a time. Um, I know there's midweek games, he has to rotate a squad and injuries in yada, yada, yada. But again, six changes, just it's it's smacks of desperation. It's it smacks of him not being sure of himself. Um, you know, we've got the defenders we've got. Again, that's a recruitment problem. But, you know, they they they've always got a mistake in them. And when those mistakes happen, like, twice within the first what was it half an hour they were tuning a lot mm. um it's we're always going to be you know trying to come back from an impossible position it was essentially a very similar start to the blackburn game yeah. where we get caught on the hop then we're like oh shit we have to play a bit we start to play a bit and you know what the, there were times we played all right and were quite on top of cardiff with the you know possession wise but again it's our best Chance, well, our goal came from a Lewis Baker free kick on the edge of the area. Um, and it just seemed to be our hope. Our hope yeah. Juno does something on the edge of the area. Hope we get a set piece. And fine, if we want to play set pieces and, and play for set pieces and play in that way, that again, that would be fine. But again, we're not equipped to do any particular style of play particularly well. We're not equipped to do whatever Schumacher wants to do. We're not equipped to do what Alex Neal wants to do. If Hewlett came in on a, you know, 10 game save us now mission i don't think we'd be equipped for no. a Pulis job so it's 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 that they're the wrong players as opposed to the um not given a toss kind of players or right or is it is the wrong players the right word they're just they're just a collection they're just a collection that they've not been made into a team at all by anyone yeah yeah exactly and and that's gonna happen i guess when they when when we when we change managers midway through the season, but I I also just think I don't know. Like we we keep coming back episode upon episode of the fact that we've had whatever a hundred players or something since we've come down. We've had five managers. It's just I I'm kind of I'm kind of at the point where I genuinely think well someone's just cursed the club like because. Mm. Because, yeah, the players look like individuals. Yeah, that's the manager's job to to sort that out. Maybe, maybe Schumacher's not good. Probably not. But this is an ongoing thing. No matter who we've had in, we've been exactly the same. The only time where I think we're, oh no, it, within this past, since we got relegated, the only time you can look at this club and be like, Okay, well, you know, it wasn't exactly great, but at least it was stable. It was under O'Neill, and I'm like mm. nostalgic for for Michael O'Neill. He was a nice man. I liked him. I the team was a bit dull, but you felt relatively stable. I know that we he he was got rid of for a reason because we started the season extremely poorly. Um, so you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not thinking that everything would have been rosy if we'd have just just kept him. But my I feel like I can't point to just like, oh, the players are shit. Oh, the manager's shit. I can't... There, there isn't an easy solution here because it's... There is, there's lots of problems and I just don't... I'm kind of at the point where it's... I, I do feel we will get relegated. I think that we're just... We're in that, we're in that zone now of like... 
everyone's a bit low. I don't see us getting out of it. If we do, I don't think it makes a difference. I don't know if going down to League One is a wake-up call. I don't think it is. I just... Mm. I, I, yeah, I feel just absolutely apathetic, Dave. Um, yeah, like, yep. uh, I, yeah, I see fans of uh, some fans online like saying, Oh, get rid of Schumacher, beg Pulis to come out of, re- of retirement. Pulis wouldn't do, wouldn't want to <laughs> sacrifice his reputation on, on that, I am sure, no matter how he feels about us. But also, I don't think Tony Pulis can save what this is, this group is. Um, I, I, I do see that some people are now very much turning on the ownership and other people aren't. But even then, these are big, big problems that I just don't know how how you solve. Like, wh- where do you even begin to fix this? Um, you launch an official club podcast, Chris. Um... Oh, yes. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, yes. I've, I've, I've kept very quiet up till now. Um, so, okay. Uh, yeah, um, official club podcast, shit idea. Um, the the best way you can do it, uh, if you're listening, by the way, um, Stoke official podcast organisers. The best way to do it is interview is interview some ex players. But that that is some content yeah. I genuinely would be okay with, and uh, would be actually valuable. Uh, you're not going to get um, any kind of um, any kind of difference from the litany of Stoke City podcasts that are already out there than. Um, if you uh, do it by a kind of curated thing and you have to, you know, watch what you say because we can't be slagging off our own team on the official club podcast. That's that's what it boils down to. That's why um, there are 10, roughly, Stoke podcasts out there that I can think of. You've got um, more immediate match reaction ones. You've got um, different kind of styles. You've got, um, uh, let's say, you've uh, Angela Smith's, what is that? Every step along the way, is that is that no, one she's that, on? No, isn't she on the Potter's Pod? Potter's Pod. I I, I really do apologise uh, to both of those. Um, but yeah, they've got they you know they the podcast is more sort of match focus and mm-hmm. um, you know regularly getting stuff out as opposed to us, which uh, <laughs> I dare say our approach is a little bit more. Um, Tongue in cheek, and I hate using that expression, but yeah. Um, uh, but then you've got uh, ben, 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 ben doing Ben doing the YYY house for a more kind of like uh, sort of pan out, sort of what Stoke means kind of mm. content, mm-hmm. which I think is really really nice. Um, th- and the only yeah, the only thing that a club podcast can do different is kind of work 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 in that nostalgia and work in well, and as as get, well get some ex players on. And as well, you would hope with the club being the official channels, they would be able to pull together histories from far better official sources than than I don't know, uh, than than amateur podcasts. You know, they they will have the archives, they will have the yeah. access to people. Like you would hope that they could have a bit of clout with that. I agree that I don't know if a I don't know if a, like a post a post-match review of stuff is really would really work just simply because how would that work? How are you going to, yeah, there has to be a level of like independence for it to be, viewed, to be viewed as anything yeah. other than a, than a mouthpiece for the club. Right. 
Yeah, obviously, I, I've never supported uh, a team big enough to have its own official TV channel. But I always remember when, like, MUTV was always on, like, those early Sky channels as a kid. So it's like, but what if my new lose? Like, what do they say on MUTV then? Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I, I, I hope I hope it's good and genuinely valuable. Hmm. Valuable, but it's just it was really um, weird. Uh, it was a the, weird way to well, launch no, so, it, wasn't it? It was a weird, it was a weird way it. to launch it, and the the survey thing opens itself up to abuse. I, I think a little bit, um, <laughs> but but you know what? Fine, if you know you want to get fans involved, that's good. And the fan engagement stuff seems good, and it seems like you know off the pitch they are they are aware of mm. what the fans' complaints are, sort of more yes. generally, and they are they are trying to do things, and I don't want to sort of. Um, you know, sit on this podcast every week and say, "Oh, Stoke, you're an absolute uh, joke." Um, you know, off the pitch wise, because I know there will be people at Stoke who are working very, very hard and trying to do things that do engage your fans. And uh, you know, we scoffed at the light show, but people like enjoyed that, and the fan zone seems a good idea. But my, but then, but then the overwhelming sort of, uh, you know, emotion that comes to you is, "Oh, fuck." all these nice things we might have them in league one in front of 12,000 fans. And, and yeah, on, it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, this could have been the season that we start to turn a corner. Now, obviously with hindsight, that seems stupid and like, Oh yeah, of course there was never going to be the season. We turned turn the corner, but the, the outward signs that the club were putting out was well, we, oh, no, actually we can. We are going to do more off the pitch. We've got we had Alex Neal in at charge, who admittedly was not like Mister Popularity, but had done his sort of PR job in the pub and mm-hmm. um, signed exciting players on paper. And um, yeah. we and you know th- things seem to be on a bit of a thing. And I remember thinking this summer actually, this could have been the 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 time to really you know. Get get excited again. I wasn't expecting us to go up, but like maybe no. this could have been a season of upward momentum. And yet, and yet again, it's like um, we it's just gone further in the in the sludge. We we were all we were all quite positive at the start of the season. I would dare say we once again we had tricked the the neutrals. You're not the top twenty podcast. We tricked. Oh, them we've into, mugged them off. We've mugged them we've for mugged six them years straight, lads. You guys always think we're going to do well, and we just I can't wait to go down and mug them off again. <laughs> but that's it. Like there, there was there was a, a a a feeling of positivity, and I kind of feel like that that roller coaster, those ups and downs of emotion, albeit that we bring it upon ourselves and we we get ourselves in this hype of positivity, and then absolutely feel depressed when we're in this situation. Um. <laughs> whilst we create that ourselves i think that that is kind of leads to this feeling of apathy because it's like well mm. why do we get emotionally invested anymore <laughs> because it's right. just a disaster right so so this ties into something i wrote on wizardsofdrivel.com today hey, remember that wizardsofdrivel.com and written pieces on the website i put, I put one up because it we, i've attempted to kind of articulate how i feel um um my biggest feeling is that, you know, in previous seasons and whatever, you've you've always felt a sort of sense of a of a journey and sort a sense of 
you know, an an emotional attachment, even in the really bad times, you, you felt this sort of sense of anger and frustration a lot of the time. And whilst I'm not gonna say I've I've totally lost all emotion for Stoke, I do feel I do feel this sense of a dissociation, you know, watching the games now, where it's just like the game is is on as a thing, but I'm not I'm my heart's not really in watching it the way it has been previously. And that's a that's an awful thing to to come to terms with, especially when you've been supporting them your whole life. It I think um go read the go read the piece and work out for yourself, wizardsofdrivel.com. Um if you agree with me, you may you may not. But there's there's kind of two sides to it. There's the the first side, which is kind of again this feeling of just blah, nothingness and just the boringness of the of the last few seasons. Uh, certainly on the pitch has been incredibly well. It's not been incredibly anything, and that's been the problem. It's just been what it is, and we've kind of just gone around in circles, accepting or you know just remarking on the fact it is what it is, and we're just just incredibly bad, badly run football club and a bad team. Um, a second thing I didn't mention this in the article was about sort of this idea of nostalgia and um, you know the idea that going down to the third tier could be some kind of reset for us. <laughs> um, now, everyone, when when you hit when you get that nostalgia hit you you remember the good times so much more clearly so mm-hmm. when we were in the third tier last time my basic memory of that is peter handyside lifting the playoff trophy and that night at ninian park where we you know won off ulare's ass that would be most people's standout memory they don't remember as much or as clearly um the seasons before that where we didn't get promoted even and shout out to the uh, people old enough to remember the Lou Macari era before. Uh, so obviously we got promoted as champions, 92, 93. That is going to be your overwhelming memory of Stoke in the early nineties, winning the title at a canter with Mark Steen up front. Of course, that is going to override like all your memories of supporting football from that period. Uh, 91, 92, we of course won the Oscars trophy. So again, how 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 many people people who were there can tell me what position we finished in when we won the autoglass trophy in ninety one ninety two? Have you got any idea of, of what position we played in, or how many people could tell you <laughs> what position? What position did we finish oh, I, in? I have, I have no idea, Dave. Well, you're was... a young you're a younger man, Chris. To be fair, you are a young I, man. I, we <laughs> did we did actually we did actually finish fourth, and then but okay, but then you start to say okay, so finishing fourth and winning the title that sounds pretty good uh, maybe that could happen again the season before that under mm-hmm. alan Bourne, before lou mccarry took him uh, took over we finished 14th in the third tier of english football <laughs> now you might think oh well that wouldn't happen this time surely uh, <laughs> stoke going down from the second tier to the third tier with high expectations of promotion i'll just check here again at this 1991 season uh chairman peter coates <laughs> yeah and like yeah i find i it could be a reset it could but it also could be shit and well, we I could be mid-table of league one i don't we think could. i don't think it would be a reset because for it to be a reset then there would need to be a level of self-awareness from those in charge to be like well this is what we we've done something wrong here um and we need to change how we operate and i 
And I don't think that they think that. I genuinely believe that they think, and this is based on the fact that they bring it up at every single opportunity during fan forums, they just think that, well, if we can look it out, some point financial fair play rules may change and we'll be able to put more money in. I think they view it as, a well, it's just unfair that we can't back the team more financially, whereas the rest of us see it as a problem with the model. I think if we go down, firstly, League One has more financial uh, restrictions on it um, than the championship does. That's going to be fun. Um, and I'd like, what are they going to do any differently? They may be able to max out like the salary caps that are in League One, but if if, if you've still got a poisonous atmosphere around there, then what's the what's the point? And I agree. I've seen a few people feel very nostalgic for like their their younger years of watching football when they felt passionate about it. Um, and it did lead me on to thinking, reading your piece earlier, Dave, of just the fact that maybe, just maybe, Stoke are playing shit, and but maybe we're just all getting that little bit older, and mm. you don't feel. I mean, I can speak this from from my own point of view. It used to be a case that every goal felt something, right? Every, like, corner, everything, you you felt something. But we've been doing this podcast for, what, six, nearly seven years or something ridiculous? We were younger men when we started. We've progressed a lot, a lot since then. Life circumstances have changed. And nowadays, I like it when Stokes score. When the opposition score, I'm a bit like, oh, for God's sake, but I've seen it a thousand times. I've I've experienced enough football matches to kind of be like, well, there's there goes another one. I I don't have. <laughs> Maybe it will change if we go into League One and we start playing really well, and then it's like we're cantering to the top of the league and and that type of thing. Maybe that will change. But I yeah, I don't know what my point was. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I know, I know precisely what you mean, and I, I don't know if it's also yeah. I'm, there's definitely a sense of like, oh, it's just me getting older. It's my, it's my individual experience that is is clouding this. And like, me... if I went and watched my my local team, my local non-league team, mm. perhaps I'd get more of a sense of fulfillment from it. Now, probably not because I haven't supported my local non-league team for thirty odd years. So, mm. um. And not, maybe just, well, just sorry, just on the coats financial argument. Yeah, yeah. One, if having the most money mm. meant that you were were capable of running a business really well, Twitter would be the best social media website in the world. However, despite the fact that it's owned by the richest guy in the world, X is a hellhole because it's been badly run. Mm. And you, so you see the parallel here. I'm sure Elon Musk cares a lot about X and wants X to do well. Mm. But it's still bad. He can still do do a big thing badly. Um, and that's a, you know, it's pro- this, but that's probably where the comparison ends generally. But um, it's, yeah, um, it's it's fairly disassociating or mm. dissociating there's a there's a difference between the two and there's no there's no time to get into that unfortunately um <laughs> uh patreon.com forward slash wizard drivel i put my 
literally on the on the second reaction to the uh Cov game or the Cov game, Cardiff game on there. Uh so it's only one dollar a month. And speaking of podcast doing histories, um we've got the entire Stoke City years, which is a season by season recount of um the every Stoke City season in history. So from the eighteen seventies up to the I think 1902 was where we left it. Mm. Um, but uh, me and Tony hopefully going to get around the mic, do some more of them. So just $1 and you get all our back catalogue, even some episodes where we were maybe slightly optimistic. <laughs> and the am I right in thinking on Patreon we have our best episode ever, which was you, me, Tony, sat around my kitchen table. Yeah. Yeah. After we lost 4-0 to Derby County. We, yes, and we turned the game off and watched Stoke City's Greatest Goals DVD instead. <laughs> that, that, that is essentially what we've been talking about, hasn't it? <laughs> this, it, it is, we, we're slagging off these people for reminiscing about the Macari era too much. Like That's what we do. We stop mm. watching the current football and think about the past football because it yeah. was better. Basically, and nostalgia, nostalgia is a powerful thing. Like, let's be honest, yeah. it's just, yeah, and, and and everything was always better when you were younger. Whether it be music, whether it be TV, whether it be film, whether uh, it be disagree, fo- disagree, Chris. Music is better now than it was well, when I was a teenager, and, and I'm, I'm just going to commit to it. That's and that's absolutely, absolutely fine, and you can do that, Dave. But I think there's a large proportion of people who will feel like, oh, football. You see it a lot on those like. Twitter accounts going, oh, look at these golden era of, of football. And it's like the 2009 Premier League. And it's like, well, why is that? Why is that? <laughs> That's the golden Barclays. Era. That was vintage Barclays. Yeah. Like, we were vintage Barclays. We were. And now we're just, I don't know. We're, we're just <laughs> we're having a bad time. A bad time. But hey, League One might be fun. Ah, or maybe not. Yeah. Dave, is there anyone? Or anything, a concept maybe that you would like to feed to a hippo this week? Uh, no, but I just want to, um, you know, make the case again that the only way we can be saved is uh, Taylor Swift by Stoke. So remember, hashtag Stoke City Taylor's version. Uh, get, <laughs> get, get her involved. Um, I might have to, I might have to go to one of her concerts. <clears throat> Already got a ticket, and uh, and ask her in person. Maybe I'll make a big banner. Bye, yes. Stoke City, City Football Club, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, if um, we, we should, surely, if we increase like the the amount of traffic that is using that hashtag, that is adding her, at some point she'll be like, "What is this all about?" And then, and then she might do a curious, a curious Google to see what. Like, that's all we need. We just need a foot in the door. Yeah, she probably doesn't get that many notifications, so. Um... <laughs> Um, maybe hippo tank. No, oh, I'm, maybe we need. Whilst we're targeting Taylor, we need someone who is associated with her, who's a lesser celebrity, who can like say, "Oh, have you seen these people, Taylor? They're off. They're talking about you." And then that's could be a. Fo- so if you know anyone who can give us a good word, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll, that, well, the... let's target him next time. That's right. the route to go. To. Look, look. At this point, we'll take Olivia Rodrigo. But oh yeah, you know. Um, she's really good. <laughs> Just sidebar. Um, anyway, hippo tank. Mm. Um, who's got? Oh, 
It just relates to, because I just mentioned Olivia Rodrigo, there was a tweet I saw. No, this genuinely made me quite upset and horrified because it was horrible. There was a tweet about a dad who left his nine-year-old daughter in the Olivia Rodrigo concert while he went and slept in the car, just left her with these random strangers. And I I thought, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's not good parenting, is it? It's it's well. I'm not a parent, Chris, but I'll just consult with you. That seems quite bad parenting to me. Can you confirm? <laughs> I, well, yes, I, I can confer uh, confirm what that. Um, I would not leave my children in a concert and go and sleep in the car. Um, but you know, is it the worst the thing? End. Is it the worst thing? Is it as bad as what's happening in the world? Probably not. So you know, you should be lucky, <laughs> shouldn't you? Jesus, shall we? We we'll put we'll put all current bad world events, um, yeah, basically what? everything everything east of, uh, Kiev, mm. um, can go yeah. in there. I guess when you look at the world through those lenses, Stoke getting relegated is actually a good thing. Like yeah. in comparison, yeah. Maybe that is the best way to look at it. Worst things happen at sea. Unless you like sea, as you say. <sighs> if, and... if, Stoke was, if Stoke was a boat, what kind of boat would we be? <laughs> you, can't just say, you can't just say a sinking ship, because that's all. <laughs> um, oh, now you can't just throw a question like this out there, Dave. Do you remember um, the can? Do you remember the canoe man who faked his death? He went yeah. missing for seven years in a canoeing accident. Then just walked into the police station one day. Maybe this is our canoe man faking our death mm. era. We're in the current zone where oh, Stoke are dead, and then like soon we're going to walk into that police station. Oh no, jokes, we're alive. So maybe yeah. we're that canoe metaphorically. Maybe, or maybe we are. Um the Roman Navy that couldn't tread in deep ocean because it would just sink all the time. (laughs) Stick to the shores. Stick to the coastlines. That's what I say, Stoke City. See, the Romans... Now, we blokes talk about Roman Empire in a podcast. Let's go. (laughs) The Romans were capable of bringing, you know, stones and gold and horses and men all the way up to Northumbria at Hadrian's Wall, right? Mm. And yet, he wouldn't trust them with with a navy, would you? You wouldn't just no. <laughs> Italians build bad ships. I've always said this. <laughs> I'm useless. <laughs> you want to you want to get a boat made? <laughs> What's your name, mate? Giuseppe. Forget it. <laughs> it's been one of your most consistent arguments on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we used to uh, end podcasts by saying like "Glory to the Stoke Empire"? The, the empire's <laughs> fallen. It really has. It's in Constantinople this, now. This podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Eastern Stoke City fan base. Um, right. I think we need to go. Dave, thank you very much for being here. Next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> right. And the rest of you, have a nice week. Stay safe. Be kind to one another. Are they Stoke? And so forth. Goodbye.